Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I'm joined by Chris and Dave of Comics in Motion. Any regular listeners of the show will know that I have a podcast called Star Wars Comics in Canon, which airs on the Comics in Motion's feed, and the guys of Comics in Motion and I have been friends for a while now. They've been on previous episodes of the podcast, including the Star Wars collaboration, which I think was episode 75, and I spoke to them around episode 60 as well. So, you know, I've been on their show, they've been on mine, and also where I've had Star Wars Comics in Canon on their podcast, they've also had Tony Farina's Indie Comics Spotlight and Max Burns' Mandatory Marvel and DC, as well as their own flag podcast comics in motion so i wanted to get them on to basically speak about these things why they decide to increase the amount of content creators shows on their channel and what the sort of thought process was of that in addition to that we do also talk about comic con nerd and geek culture chris's love of video games community uh, we speak about styles a little bit and those sort of things so it's nice nerdy geeky and podcasty chat I won't delve any further deeply into what we speak about because that's the general sort of bullet points and things. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, Chris and Dave do also have a number of other podcasts. So as well as Comics in Motion, they also have VHS Strikes Back, Chris and Dave's Reality Cast, and Chris has his own podcast, Wrestling Gold. The last few weeks of the Genuine Chit Chat, I've been having different content creators on to speak about those very things. Tony Freena's been on, Max Burns been on, Scott Weatherly's been on. So the last few weeks were almost like a little build up to this explaining all of the collaborations. Before our chat gets started, there'll be a quick promo for the In The Black podcast. In The Black podcast, as I've said numerous times on the show, is one of my all-time favourite indie podcasts. I had the guys on the show on the episode 83 of Genuine Chit Chat, so I really implore anyone to go around and check out that episode. And obviously where the current sort of social goings-on with America and Black Lives Matter and things everything that's going on at the moment although the podcast I'm releasing isn't specifically to do that the promo is linked to that I can't recommend checking out in the black podcast enough before all this um, black lives matter stuff resurfaced and things I was always pushing to listen to the podcast because it is genuinely so informative and so important especially as a white individual who may not have the right perspectives on black culture especially in America so if you want your perspective changed or if you want to hear some people just talk about things that they're really passionate about go check out the in the black podcast there is a link in the description for that and as i said can't big up those guys enough so be sure to check that out anyway that's enough from me guys so i'll let the chat get started um at the end of the chat i'll be back just to talk about what's going on in part two because this is part one uh, part two will be out next week at the standard time uh, and at the end i talk about the newest episode of star wars comics and canon and a few other things like that so be sure to stay to the end but thank you so much for listening guys and checking out the show and yeah talk to you at the end What's up, family? It's your boy, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, host of the In the Black podcast. Join me and my co-host, Phil the Orange Crush. Hey. And Rick Hustlehard. Hey. As we discuss the current events, social issues, and hot topics going on in your black world. Everything from love to politics, entertainment, financial empowerment, and much more. And all from the perspective of three black working professionals and family men. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can stream your podcast from. So come join in on our conversation. And as always, informed, intelligent, in the black. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. And today I am joined by Chris and Dave of Comics in Motion. How are you guys doing? Good, Mike. Awesome, mate. Wonderful. Well, I've had you each on separately over the last couple of weeks as an air quotes build up in a sense, because there's been a lot of collaborative efforts on the Comics and Motion podcast and things. So I kind of want to get you guys on not only just to chat about that, but also because chat with you guys is always a lot of fun. And whenever we do, I write a few notes down and then we touch on like two of them. And then we just go off on a load of random tangents and things. <laughs> so, you know, it, in brief, a lot of people, listeners of Genuine Chit Chat will know my other show, which I often talk about is Star Wars Comics in Canon. So you guys approached me about that. So obviously, and that's on the Comics in Motion feed. So to kind of, if we rewind a bit, we were just discussing before uh, recording how we met. And I think it was just, there's the Brit Pod scene, which I'm a part of, but then 
we spoke through that. I think that's how we kind of met. And then after that, I think we just did promos and stuff for each other, didn't we? Or something like that. I think so. And and if you'll forgive me, Mike, and I haven't told you this off air, but I, I, I did used to get confused between you and Frank. Because <laughs> obviously you've got you've got a Mike Burton in the Britpod scene and, you know, a Frank Burton in the Britpod scene. And it did used to sort of throw me off a bit. But we first got introduced to the Britpod scene. I think we reached out to the Friend Zone. Hmm podcasts unfortunately they, they seem to have dropped off the map now and, and aren't going anymore but we noticed they were using this hashtag and it's like what what's this brit pod scene and you know of course i don't know if you're too young mike but to remember the brit pop scene <laughs> you know it, it's quite a catchy name i thought what what is this all about and uh they also had sponsorships as well we're like oh sponsorships how do you get those and it seemed like a really cool thing to sort of get involved with uh, and it's like anything uh, you know as things grow you end up kind of developing these little fragmented groups and then you know you end up working with someone and you know some people you get on with and click with and have that connection with and other people you don't and i think we we'd done that promo swap so you know we sent you our promo to play on your show you'd done the same the other way and i think i think we just ended up chatting didn't we and Mm. you know we were saying like well you know come on the show at some point we can talk about anything you want the only rule is you know it has to be based on a comic book and sometimes loosely you know, to cover star wars or something like that you know which actually the comic did come first just chronologically but that's another thing <laughs> but um yeah so and then then you joined us for the dread episode and you know we just kind of grew our friendship from there yeah and it's it's one of those things where because when we were off air i was trying to work it out and we couldn't really remember exactly the point because i think i'm on i'm nearing my third year of podcasting and the first six months i think almost all the guests i had were just my friends and things and then i started to sort of venture out and do more promo swaps and etc etc but when we did that original one and then obviously you came on mine after that i'm trying to think of well i think Right, so and and I'll shut up. It's not like me to out talk you, Chris, but I know you've just got back. So, <laughs> um, I we had a, a sort of a three step plan, I guess, when when we started Comics in Motion. So uh, initially, I think the very first thing that uh, very first podcast of m- myself and Chris was on Chris's podcast. Uh, it was the contextual podcast, and I just ended up talking about you know my kind of history with video games and stuff like that. And we just instantly hit it off. We've obviously knew each other from years ago, which, you know, there's a previous episode where you can hear all about that previous episode (laughs) of the Genuine Chit Chat where we go into that in laborious detail. But, you know, we knew we had to create something. But we want to think, okay, if we do a podcast, what are we going to do? And then step one was basically, let's get the content right. Let's not agonize about it too much, you know, I, and I'm the kind of planner and Chris is the the driver, the ideas guy. And, and we together we were trying to formulate this thing. But essentially, we wanted to just get something that we would listen to ourselves and be proud of. And then the second thing we were going to try and do was to try and grow the audience. And then we thought, well, if we can get past step two, step three is can we actually monetize it? You know, we would love to be able to, like, make a career out of this stuff. We absolutely love it. And I guess you you probably – we started to collaborate somewhere in that step two Mm. where we were trying to get, you know, different guests on and just, you know, it's good fun anyway because just having guests on is is a different skill to just mates chatting away about something. But, yeah, it was definitely as part of that phase where uh, we initially had that collaboration, if you like. Hmm. Yeah. And so bouncing off that, then after we've collaborated and we've been speaking quite a lot on social media and things, and obviously you guys have been on the podcast, especially recently a bit more. And then the, the next sort of step was you guys approached me about Star Wars comics in canon, not specifically Star Wars comics in canon. You kind of approached me and well, if you want to say what your kind of thought process was of approaching me, and then we'll kind of bounce off that. Uh, do you want me to say this one, Chris? Yeah. And, th- and this this might be a little bit of a long one, but Okay, so so starting the story is Chris and I, you know, hadn't spoken for like 10 years or something, but we'd always got on really well in the band. And, you know, it was always a bit of a running joke. If we start talking, that's it. We don't 
fucking shut up. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. And so for the last, I don't know what what is it now, Chris? Two years or something? It was uh, two and a half years, I think. Two now. and a half years, yeah. So we've just gradually got we got to the point very quickly where we're just talking multiple times through the week, at least sometimes multiple points through the day and a lot of it is just like brainstorming and thinking okay what can we do and because we've got quite a deep friendship we don't mind calling each other out as well so it's not like oh yeah that'd be a good idea and then you know you go off and then just forget about it so (laughs) we do challenge each other but I think was it late last year we were talking we we have this graveyard of podcasts as you know where we've just (laughs) tried different things and experimented with different things and what works and what doesn't work and Chris and I were talking about well if we if we had a football podcast we both love football different sides of the East Lanks Road but you know fierce rivalry (laughs) but you know obviously we're good mates and we can put that aside and we were thinking if you were to do that it's got to be more than basically what everyone else is doing. Hmm. It has to be more than just us chatting about football and giving our opinion, because you know what? Not only are there lots of podcasts, that free podcasts that will do that, and no one's going to pay a Patreon, because guess what? You can switch on Sky Sports News if you subscribe to Sky, or you can turn on Talk Sport on the radio. You can get that content 24 hours a day pretty much, and it's free. It's all paid for by advertising. So why would anyone listen to a podcast? And so we we started to evolve this idea of like, well, what if it was it wasn't just you know one dimensional? So if it was me and Chris, we'd be talking about a Liverpool and Manchester United rivalry, and then commenting on you know other things that were going on in the outside world. You know, probably mostly the English Premier League, but then what's happening in Europe, stuff like that. No one would listen to a weekly podcast that would do that. And I think there's still new podcasts popping up where people think they're going to get a listener base. There's going to be like 300,000 downloads every episode (laughs) and uh, we're going to make a killing. So we thought, well, if we had like daily content coming out and it was from different people, different creators, because we've all got day jobs, then you could make that sustainable. And each person has their own individual show and it has its own unique kind of listener base, which might not be someone else's listener base. But if someone subscribed to the channel, then they might just listen to it anyway. Certainly going to download it. So we started to craft this idea that, well, maybe if you have multiple creators on one feed, then you'll be able to grow quicker as, you know, as that collective, as opposed to just, you know, fighting against the the whole noise of the rest of the podcast world but then as we explored that idea we thought well actually you know what a better place rather than you know again discussing football and again you've got one of the most popular podcasts uh, football wise is like the peter crouch podcast and you're like well why would someone listen to us when they can go and listen to amusing anecdotes of peter crouch who's not only uh, just an iconic sporting character but he's got so many great stories you're like why would someone listen to us whereas we thought if we could get more of a comics based group each with ideally daily content coming out and each show has its own unique kind of audience its own unique niche then actually maybe that is the best place to start experimenting with this idea of you know a daily kind of podcast that just has all this different content on it so that's that was the brainstorming stage Okay, so you're with me so far? <laughs> yep. yep. I'm, I'm listening intently. I don't want to interrupt. And, and then the next bit to it was, well, actually, you know, again, being selfish, I've got a day job. I'm also a content producer. So, you know, I'm kind of very focused on that. I don't, I don't kind of have the bandwidth to be chasing other people who are at different levels of being reliable. Hmm. So I started to reach out to a very select group and actually, there's only actually there's two people that I can think of who are still, you know, in the maybe pile, mm. and that's just because of other commitments. But I had a pretty good hit ratio of everyone who I spoke to, you know, was 
carefully handpicked out of all the people that we spoke to and that we got on with and connected with. Um, they were pretty much handpicked to say, you know, would you want to do something? And and that was it. That that was the first question. Do something. I guess in your case, Mike, it was a bit more of a slam dunk because it, <laughs> you you were so like knowledgeable about all the Star Wars stuff, you know. And when we did our Star Wars collaboration, it was like fucking hell. I thought I knew a lot about Star Wars, <laughs> you know. But actually, all the stuff that isn't in the movies, I know bugger all about. You know, I'd, I read a few of the Star Wars comics, the original '77 run. I love that first six uh, issues, but. You know, that's that's very, very out of date now. <laughs> you know, all the new stuff is kind of beyond me. So it's about, you know, for you, it was an easier one. Would you like to do a Star Wars kind of themed uh, show? Whereas with the other guys, with Tony, it was like, you know, what what would get the juices flowing? What would, what would get you excited about, you know, doing a show and what could we do with it? And then you bounce ideas back and forth. And I, I just wanted to facilitate that idea of creating a show but really owning it mm. and i think with everyone I, I think there was a little bit of uh a, a little bit of a journey to get to the stage where there really is this sense of ownership over mm. that show the fact that it appears on one rss feed which you know when we started it out that was mine and chris's now it's it really is more of a collective it is that network yeah and i mean it's one of those things where when you guys uh sort of spoke to me about it and i was thinking about it and i was like i remember being contacted and the fact that i was chosen out of the <laughs> of chosen as a special guest makes me feel very happy so thank you for that conflating the ego um the <laughs> with the star wars thing it when you said it to me i i was like hmm and i kind of thought about it and i was like if I had to do it myself and i had to start up a whole new show and i had to you know create everything from scratch and a lot of the posting and a lot of all that sort of jazz from everything i was like starting from square one i think in podcasting a lot of the times the hardest i say the first year or so because if you just create a twitter account that's called whatever podcast it trying to get people to to actually follow and actually absorb the content rather than just following you for the sake of you following them it's so hard to actually get the first hundred ish say 50 to yeah. 100 downloads consistently is the hardest part and then when you said about it and i was like I was, I remember being really excited before I'd even made my mind up because I was like, oh, I, I get to just sit in a room by myself and talk about Star Wars for literally as long as I want. And I was like, that's all I want. And that's probably all my girlfriend wants as well because at, the, at present it's just her. And I'm like, I don't want to, I can't go into the detail I go into on the podcast. Because I was in the podcast, I, you know, I talk about the birth years of certain characters and how old they are in certain films. And then when they met other characters and other parts and this background character who doesn't really matter in this comic, but in this comic, he coach, you know, all that sort of stuff that rea real, uh, realistically speaking unless you're really really into star wars you don't really care about and no one, no one wants to have a conversation with me where i sit there in front of them and talk at them for 30 minutes about star wars because they go mental <laughs> but in a podcast format it's perfect so when you chose me in a sense it was i don't know if i would have done anything other than star wars to be honest because my i'm one of those jack of all trades master of none sort of thing so it's like apart from sport i know fuck all about sport any sport i, don't, I know nothing about at all so if you said you want to do a sports car podcast i'd be like no no i do not thank you um but i thought about movie podcasts and stuff like before i started genuine chit chat and i listened to a few different uh, movie podcasts and things and there's a po there's a youtube channel called cinema sins that i really like and they started a podcast and i listened to it for about 6 months and they got to a point where i was like bluntly i don't actually care about these two people's opinions because they're, mm -hmm. they're they both are very similar with each other and they're completely mm -hmm. different to how i view a lot of movies but with you guys, obviously, you've, you guys got very conflicting things in a lot of ways, which is, is really good and obviously really helps for your show. But I was thinking, before I started my own show, I was like, I don't don't really want to do movie podcasts because I feel I would feel like a hypocrite in myself. And so I was when I finally got the interview style podcasting down, I was like, cool, don't need to think about anything else. And then when you approached me about the Star Wars one, I was like, ah, I'll do another one. And I've had so much fun doing it. I think I'm only on week 12 or so, so it's only about three months, but... I get more excited now about Star Wars comics and canon in a lot of the time than genuine chit chat because genuine chit chat, although I, I love this, when I chat with you guys or like the last few weeks when I've been chatting with Scott and Tony and Max and things, 
they've all been really easy, nice, casual conversations where apart from, mm-hmm. you know, mentioning three footnotes within the first 10 minutes, everything else, it doesn't really matter. But you get certain guests who've got a specific book out or have got an agenda of some sort because they want to promote XYZ and that's fine. It's so hard sometimes to get a conversation going. And not that I don't like any of my guests, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's it's a lot of work to to kind of make sure the conversation gets going and it doesn't sound like I'm trying to carry the conversation and making sure they're comfortable and all these different things. For Star Wars Comics Can, I just sit in this exact spot I'm in now on a sofa with a couple of Star Wars comics, write some notes about it, look online about stuff, and then just yammer on about nothing <laughs> for ages, which is great. But it's not nothing. It's absolutely not nothing. And, and you know, I remember when the first few episodes were coming through and, I, you know, I'd sort of listen to them. It's like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> well, <thank laughs> this you. is really, really good. And the fact that you can riff on it as well, it's not, you know, you, you probably put together a few bullet points, yeah. but then you kind of have that debate with yourself halfway through a sentence sometimes where you're like yeah well it's this but of course this other thing happened it just projects the kind of knowledge that you have and again i i think those episodes actually have a lot of re-listenability about them Hmm. because there is so much knowledge in there um i i I miss most of it. It's like, oh, yeah. or, or, you know, usually if I'm cooking or something, I've got a podcast on, then I, you don't catch 100%. No, exactly. You know, we're all multitasking, aren't we? So that's why I think, you know, you could listen to those episodes and, and get more from it. Mm. Well, and, and jumping off that, so I'm not, because I've realized I've been talking for ages now, and it's going to be you guys are guesting on my show. Uh, let's talk about some of the other guys on Comics and Motions feed, essentially. So, if we start with Tony, and obviously I love Max as well, but T- Tony is one of my favorite people in the podcasting realm because he is so enthusiastic and so friendly from the moment I think I got introduced to him because he he was a listener of your show for a while. So I didn't know if you wanted to say how you guys first interacted or, or anything like that. I... Now, this is a question. Chris, do you remember how Tony first reached out to us? I should have I think, asked I th- <laughs> No, I, th- I think it was he listened to our show and he was like followed us on Twitter. Um, we had loads of interactions with him. And, and then obviously we got him on as a guest, didn't we, Dave? And obviously we realized he was a writer as well. He reviewed comics and that. Um Really, really nice guy. It's only, I would like you say, uh, Mike, he's he's one of the most genuine guys. I, th- I think he was he was even giving us logins for like the DC websites and stuff. Dave, one he was he was so enthusiastic and passionate about the comic space, about what we did, especially he was coming from the UK, and he's obviously in America. Um, and and since then, the fact that you know we've got him on our feed now, and he's a, he's a creator as well. He's just fantastic. And, and like you say, right? What and David said, the, the the difference in content between all of you, and and obviously we just doing the basic the reviewing, and we'll interview people and that. But it's brilliant, and and it's it's bringing new people to what we do. And and I think one of the things you were saying about. I mean, don't, I mean, what Dave says, right? Like we we wanted to to get the right people, but it wasn't like every time we met you, we were doing a scouting thing on you or something. <laughs> thing, Mike. It was, and then he's right. It was it was more. We 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 just felt that we wanted genuine people who are really nice. You don't want anything off us. We don't want anything off you. We just want to work together. I mean, in the Star Wars collaboration we did with with the three of us and Scott was absolutely brilliant. You know, you've got nearly 10 hours worth of content there of us, or probably longer than that, just talking about each Star Wars movie or, you know, times that. And it's a running joke, Mike. You're, you're like in my um, conversations where someone mentions Star Wars and someone will say to me, well, what's the date I know about Star Wars? And I'm like, look, <laughs> I've got a friend there and if something doesn't make sense in the films, there's been a fucking comic. And don't say there hasn't because there has, because Michael tell me there has and he knows everything. And, and I, honestly, I've mentioned your name so many times in just normal everyday life, you know, because they think I know and I know fuck all. And it was quite apparent, like Dave knows more than me. And then somewhere else, you're on that Mount Rushmore of Star Wars knowledge. It's, it's just embarrassing thinking you know something and then just getting absolutely blown away. But I think with Tony, he's just so passionate about what he does and his, his enthusiasm is one of his greatest traits, to be honest, because he's just so upbeat. It's so, I mean, I'm quite a cheery person anyway. And I'm like, Sam, like they said before, I'm the fucking bull in the china shop with anything. That's just my mantra. But Tony's just so down to earth, placid, everything. He's such a nice guy. And, and I can't speak highly enough, but then he's on the channel. But uh, Tony was like the first one, I think, wasn't he, Dave? That we, we, he was like a super fan of the show in some respects. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, just it, it just came across. I, I think the initial interactions probably were on Twitter. I think Tony had found us through Podbean, which which he was using as his podcatcher at the time. And I, I think just that enthusiasm just came over. And I seem to remember, I'm, I'm pretty sure the first interview we did, oh, did we get him on for it? He suggested we do Speed Racer. Yeah. Which is one of Chris's favorites. <laughs> <laughs> a real sort of, um, let's just call it a niche movie. I, I mean, there was the old kind of uh, manga and anime stuff as well that it was based on. And the movie was very much based on that, but I don't think it it really connected with us at all. <laughs> but, you know, so I think he'd suggested we do that because it was one of his favorites, and then we promptly tore it to shreds. <laughs> but he was still so enthusiastic about it. It was like, cheers. And then then I think we did Tank Girl as well, you know, and we'd invited him on. I think it was one of those, wasn't it, Chris, where it, it was just that raw enthusiasm. You just can't help but be infected by it. And so it's like, we, we need to get Tony on, you know, let's just get him on. And it's not like, you know, we're not a, a primetime radio station or anything. And so if, you know, if, if it hadn't have been great, then okay, we, we just wrote it off and that episode wasn't that great. As it happens, he was great. He's, you know, again, across the mic, his enthusiasm comes across just like it does when he's, you know, behind the keyboard or pen and quill or whatever, you know. So it just worked really well. And so definitely when we were looking at how could we do some new shows, you know, Tony, would you would you be want, uh, interested in doing something? And Tony's passion is obviously more around the indie comics. Mm. So then that was that was pretty much, I think, the first show where where we spun up, and the only kind of input we had in was just tweaking the name a little bit, mm. um, just to make it easier. So indie comics spotlight. Well, if you're in iTunes and you're searching for indie comics, well, that's going to be one of the first things that hopefully comes up nowadays. But uh, so, yeah, no, it's absolutely brilliant to get Tony on board, and I'm so happy. And, again, with our little community now, it's just amazing to be part of, you know, because everyone is just we, – we all share the kind of same core values. I think we all don't mind the graft. You know, we've all got different interests, different skills and what have you, but we're not afraid of the hard work. We're courteous, polite, you know, as they say in Roadhouse, just be nice, just generally in life mm. and, you know, good things will happen. And and so I think that's as well why we kind of gravitate as a little group as well. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's, it's kind of like um, the group itself. We're basically just grown up nerds, essentially. We're just nice nerds. And yeah. that's re- really, it's yeah. just, we're really passionate, we're hardworking and we're nice. And realistically, I mean, as, as you guys have said, it's, all I really need for someone to be in my life at all is for them to reciprocate politeness and niceness. That's it. I don't, I've got plenty of friends who've got nothing in common with me, but because they're nice, they make an effort that that is enough. And I think that really comes across. And as you say with Tony, I mean, I think when I was first talking with um, Tony, cause he messaged me, I think about, I, I was on your show and then he, because of that, he then listened to my show and he sent me a message going, oh, your show's amazing. I really love it. And he now still occasionally will just message me and go, oh, I listened to that show of yours. I haven't. And he, he said to me, I think when he was on my show last time, he was like, oh, yeah, I've listened to almost every one of your shows. I haven't quite finished though. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I was like, no, I don't think anyone has listened to every one of my shows and I wouldn't ask them to. And I was like, my own girlfriend doesn't, she listened to quite a few at the start. As soon as we started living together, stop. None, none at all, which is fine. And none of my mates do, like as in outside the podcasting realm. But Tony is so enthusiastic with it. And I remember and I was just like, I wanted to have him on the show because he was very enthusiastic. And I was like, I remember talking to Megan before I had him on the first time. And I was like, oh, I, was, I don't know how this is going to go because he seems really nice and things. But sometimes people can seem really nice, and then you chat with them, and then they can be a bit dry. And I, I think mm. we were going to talk about something, and we went off on about fifty tangents, and we had to cut the conversation because <laughs> it's getting so late. I was like, I have to stop this, even though we could talk forever. And when he came on last time with a genuine chit chat a couple of weeks ago, we were meant to talk about indie comic spotlight a bit and a bit more about education because Megan was uh, with me at that time as well uh, on the show, and. I don't think we actually mentioned Indie Comic Spotlight at all, except when I introduced him <laughs> as the host of Indie Comic Spotlight, because there's such a, a vast amount of information and things that we can talk about. And he's got so many amazing things to say and so many cool perspectives. It just works so well. And I remember, I think, when you guys approached me about uh, Styles Comics and Canon stuff, and I think you said that Tony was already interested. And I was like, 
God, he's going to beat me to the punch. And it's like, he's so quick. He's so, I, mean, I remember I think he was talking to you or me or something. And I remember hearing, oh, he's basically pre-recorded the first three episodes already. And I was like, I haven't yeah. figured out my fucking name yet. It's like, he's already <laughs> off the finish line down the road. I'm like, still fumbling about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he has just absolutely run with it. And again, it's honestly, Mike, it's such a joy because other than coming up with that initial idea, you know, to, to have this collective, this network, it's really down to the individual creators. And, you know, again, Tony was just so grateful to be, in his words, like given this opportunity. Whereas for me, it's not, we came up with the idea, but it doesn't feel to us like it's giving someone an opportunity. Ultimately, if someone wanted to create their own podcast, and anyone listening, if you want to create your own podcast, just reach out to us on Twitter. We'll help you. you know, yeah. It's really easy. You just have to know how. You know these few individual things. And one of the conversations I did have with with one of the creators that didn't work out, they were they were like, "Well, why didn't I, why wouldn't I just create my own podcast?" And it's like, "Yep." Great question, because you have to do all the same stuff. You have to do all the preparation. If you've got guests on, you have to do all the organizing. You have to do all the editing, all that sort of stuff. So it is hard work. And then at the end of it, if you don't feel like you own it, it, it feels like a job. But in the podcasting world, when we're little independent creators, to go up against some of these big corporates, these people who've got lots of money behind them, these long-standing podcasts that have been running since podcasts began and, you know, have, have got a lot of traction that way by just being first, it is hard to actually make a ripple on mm. your own. And if you can, if you've got that killer idea and if you can be consistent every single week, absolutely good luck to you. And one of the things I, I think I said to everyone is, look, if your show strikes gold, right? The content is all yours and you want to take it and you want to add that on your own podcast or your own feed. Good luck to you. You know, you'll have nothing but the, the best of luck from us. It's not about us trying to control everything. It's just about being part of that collective. Hmm. And so, yeah, it was just absolutely brilliant though. I mean, uh, Tony was off while, while I was still, you know, at the drawing board stage thinking, right, okay, so if we have this on this week, Tony's like, I've got these three shows and I've got these <laughs> these next like three or six, you know, lined up. Man, I'm so excited, you know. And it, again, just you can't help but be taken along by that enthusiasm. And it's just brilliant. I completely agree. And so we've um, spoken about Tony, and I know Tony listened to quite a few of these, so he's probably going to message me uh, about this. Uh, fingers crossed. I won't tell him we talk about him loads in this episode. We'll let him find out himself. <laughs> but with, um, with Max, because obviously I've had a lot more interactions with Tony than Max, and when I had Max on mine uh, the other week with you, Dave, that was the first time that I'd spoken with Max, not via text or anything on uh, on Twitter or whatever. So how did you guys uh, – when did you first meet Max and uh, – get him on the show essentially it was more down to me with max it was just a chance meeting we were both at um it was a comic uh comic con type thing at man in manchester comic con in yeah, yeah. It, it was the MCM MCM Comic Con it was in Manchester. Yeah, so it was a, around about August 2018, and we'd got in like press uh, passes, but unfortunately Dave couldn't come up. So I went riding solo in there, and um... right, I'll just say this one thing, Chris. But do you remember how excited we were? We were like, "Fucking <laughs> hell, we got press passes. We are validated." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but to be fair, the one and you've been to you did the same MCM one didn't you down here was it London, I did Birmingham. Birmingham. yeah yeah Th there is a difference Mike I don't know if you've done it yourself but we all I did was just fill the form out spoke to some of the creators and some of the, the people who run the whole um project of it of like, the MCM and, and basically they were like look come in do you think but people do talk to you differently they see you with a press pass on and I, I couldn't believe it I was I was amazed it was great to be a geek but being surrounded by people who are more geeky than me and not giving a shit I mean I got on the the train from where I live and it's literally 10 minutes away to Manchester City Centre on the train and I was 
I was fucking surrounded by people dressed like The Walking Dead. We had a guy Negan there. We had the, the, a baby. We had all sorts. And I'm, at first, I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" I was like, "Oh, hang on, they're going to the same place as me." And it was just nice to see people that in normal, not even normal day life, but just people who were just stupid would take the piss. And then watching people just get dressed up and everything. I mean, let's be honest. If I, if I saw one Harley Quinn, I saw about fucking forty that day. But it was like <laughs> everyone had their own niche, and even like. My favorite computer game of the last couple of years has been Player Unknown Battleground, PUBG. And he even had like four guys dressed up in the full outfit of the, like the main character who's not got a name or anything. He's just like a guy on the front of the box. And they're all there. And I was geeking out. Oh my God, I've got to get a picture of PUBG. And they're like, you're one of the only people who realized what we're dressed up as. And I'm like, yeah, because that's my <laughs> computer games is my bag, really. So when I got there, I got the press pass. There was a massive queue at GMEX uh, in Manchester. And luckily, you could just go straight to the front. So I'd got there a little bit early, about half eight. And literally, there was th- four people. There was me. There was a, a guy and his girlfriend who were just completely strange and really out there and, and just like thought they thought they were like the, the absolute peak of the press. And then there was another guy there, which was Max. And I just got talking to Max. He's from Bolton. He's about 15 minutes away from where I live. Um, and to be honest, I've not seen Max since that day. But literally, our paths crossed throughout the day. We just like having something to eat. I think dinner time I'd seen him. Uh, I'd met him a couple of times through the day. And then it was just a, a completely one of them, like, give us your Twitter, give us yours. Uh, what you do it for? He said, oh, I do stuff for DC World and that. And then Max started listening to our podcast. And then we were just, it just grew from there. And obviously introduced him to Dave. And then we had Max on a few times, didn't we, Dave, on different things. And Max has been on my wrestling one about four times, not three or four times. He's a big wrestling fan as well. So the only downside to Max, and I know he's going to listen to this, is his second club is actually Liverpool, which I didn't know until Dave told me. <laughs> so um, I, can just, I can handle Bolton because they're no threat, but when it's Liverpool, which is my absolute hatred of a club, um, I can't have two of them in the collective, so I need to balance it out of a United fan, I think, somewhere down the line. But, uh, <laughs> but he is, he's a good guy, Max, a very, very good guy. Yeah, with um, with the comic con, I mean, just because I've, I've been to, I went to the London MCM con, I don't I can't remember if it was last year or the year before that. Um, and I've been to Star Wars Celebration, uh, which is basically just Comic-Con, but everything's Star Wars. Uh, and I've been to... I went to the London Comic Convention, which is basically like a discount Comic-Con as well. Uh, and when you go to like, the MCM Comic-Con and Star Wars Celebration, like I, I went with two of my mates to the Star Wars Celebration. And Star, I think it's mainly in America almost every time. Um, but this one was in London. And I remember I walking in and my mate said to me, I've never seen you smile as much as you were for the for the whole day. Because everywhere I was looking is everything I love. You know, Star Wars and people and cosplay and stuff is amazing. And going into this world where it's as you say, like everyone is so passionate and there's not really anyone there being a dick. Like I've for my entire life, because I've either liked either because I've been fat, obviously not as much anymore, but when I was younger I was fat, or loving Star Wars or loving heavy metal and music that's in air quotes growly music and all these different things and things that I love. In some point in my life, I've been ridiculed in some way, shape, or form from it. I'm not saying some sort of horrible sob story. I've had a fairly easy life generally, but it it's still there's a little bit of, oh, you know, people think I'm a, a nerd because I love Star Wars so much, or people think my music taste is shit because I like people shouting in it. You know, it's, but when you go to these places, when you go to <clears throat> heavy metal gigs or most gigs really uh, for music, or you go to Comic Con, you get that sense of community, which is so rare because everyone, especially in groups of people, can be so mean to each other. And it's just places like Comic Con, you just feel so at home. It's almost like, I didn't even realise I had a guard up until I went there. My guard was 100% down, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. I agree. I, I've So when did I start going? It's probably, I don't know, 2010, 2011-ish. You know, I hadn't really been to Comic-Cons before that time. Um, and I'm close to London, so, you know, fortunately, they're, they're the bigger ones. Mm. And, you know, just been impressed by the the amount of time that people put into the cosplay and stuff, but also people are just so 
it, it's just a wave again of enthusiasm. There's mm. so much negativity, uh, just just in general throughout the world, isn't there? But mm. when you're in that same group, I mean, I I do think you know as nerds we do get a bit snobby at times, don't we? Star you know, Wars fans are probably can... the worst. I'd say Star Wars yeah, fans well, are the I worst think, fans yeah. in the world. <laughs> I think in recent years, since the sequels, I, I think they have kind of painted a bit of a target on their back as like yeah. the most toxic fan base. But you know, again, that's kind of how. How much you know? It's driven from how much they love the originals. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it was just great to be immersed in that. And obviously, you kind of a lot of the cons are quite different. You know, some of them have more of a weight in towards the actual comics. So my local comic con, uh, Bedford, they call it nice because it originally started off in Northampton, but they focus really on the comics. So there's not much of the TV and media or games or anything like that. Whereas you go to the MCM ones, they're you know they're wanting to get the the game stuff pushed forward. I don't know about your one, Chris, in Manchester, but there was loads of anime and manga people dressed up as these Japanese characters like I'd never seen before. And you know the London sort of uh, the super comic cons that you have a lot of those. You know you've got celebrities there and stuff like that. People from the TV shows and what have you. So. Uh, uh, there was an interview with the uh, crew of Umbrella Academy. So Umbrella mm. Academy had just dropped on Netflix and they were there. So th- there's a different kind of spectrum of the different cons, you know, across that geek culture. But ultimately, they're just a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And, and I'd never been to one, to be honest. I've only ever done that one since. We chose to go last year and I, I, I don't know why I didn't go. I think uh, I missed the boat. We're getting the press passes or something, but it never came off. But I, I must admit my main passion over anything, obviously we both love football, grew up for years. You know, football will always be there as my number one hobby. But as a as a hobby as per se is gaming. And and like I go to, I used to go to All of Midnight, launches of everything i literally go and it'd be ridiculous i'd have four hours sleep and then go like the new consoles are coming out this year ps5 and an xbox uh, one uh, one s uh, xbox series x sorry and one x that's the last one uh, and i was there day one for the ps4 and xbox one and i was there for the 360 day one and i'll be there again with these i mean it's probably going to be slightly different it's probably going to be an amazon job but i'm going to be throwing nearly a thousand pound down on that and it's just the fact like you said that it sounds ridiculous, but knowing that you're not out of place, like I get the piss ripped out of me. Now I'm 41 years old and I play games all the time. Before we were recording today, I'm playing PUBG on my PC. Before I was playing Grand Theft Auto all afternoon on my Xbox. It's like that has been my passion since I was four years old. That is something that just escape from realism. And my whole family, and I mentioned this before, I'm sure, on, on your podcast, but my whole family play games. So like... Every night we are playing Grand Theft Auto or FIFA as a family. We've got my like three or four brothers. I've got my sisters, and my daughter, my nephew. When we all have like one big team on whether it's Grand Theft Auto or it's FIFA or it's a Call of Duty, and it's that thing of being together. You know, like and I've got friends and that obviously you play because my family's so big. You get with what you settle with, and I get a lot of people having a go because I won't go my PlayStation then because I've got like clans on there. I should be playing on PUBG or Call of Duty with them, but. Um, the sense of being together and even queuing up for a computer game and you've got like 30 people queuing up for a game or 150 for, let's say, Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto and knowing that every single one of them, every different shape, size, race, whatever, is a geek who loves gaming. It's very much like the comic stuff and that's like what, for me, geek culture, it, it spreads across obviously gaming, comics, movies, whatever you're into. And I just love the fact that you, you class as different because you don't, uh, I, I see it as you class as different because you don't conform to what people class as normal. I've had plenty of people say to me, you need to grow up, 41 years old, you're playing games. I don't give a fuck. My dad's 63 and still plays fucking Call of Duty 4 every single day. Like, I don't care what anybody says. If you were into something, whether you're into fucking cro- crocheting, whatever you want to do, if you love doing it, you do it. And I'll be gaming until a fucking day I can't. You know, it, it genuinely, you'll be putting a, I'm telling you now, you'll be putting a, a control pad in my coffin without a doubt. Because uh, it's just when you're into something and you're passionate, geeking in anything for me, I just respect anybody who, who is, is happy to be themselves. And that's that's what it is for me. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that was very eloquently put, Chris. It's, it's I, I completely agree. And I've found, you know, most of the people I know who are some of the best people I know are massive nerds. I mean, obviously... Tony and Max and obviously uh, the classic 20th century geek Scott who's you know been on our respective shows quite a lot of things um 
they're obviously all geeks. I mean, Tony, when you first see what he's into, apart from the comics thing, you may think, oh, he's not, he doesn't seem like that much of a geek. But when you get talking about Jane Austen or novels or any of the stuff he likes, he is a massive literature nerd and it's great. And I've said before on my show, one of my favourite things in the world is talking to someone about something they're passionate in, watching their eyes light up, watching their speech get quicker because they get so excited. Oh my God, I can't talk about how excited I am quick enough because that sort of thing. I just, I love it so much. And when you talk to especially geeks, nerds, people like that, you really get that. And I just love it. Yeah, I was just thinking, um, very eloquently put, Chris, is is not a phrase I hear very often. <laughs> <laughs> I chose my words carefully, that's why. <laughs> well, 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 all right then, fair enough. Well, fuck you, Dave, all right? <laughs> that's it, that's a Chris I know. <laughs> No, but you know, you know full well, Dave, that anything, all joking aside, the, the regional comics emotion as well, Mike, was supposed to be, we were going to do gaming reviews on comic stuff, but to be fair, a lot of the comic-based games are pretty shit. They're either fighting games, and there's a couple of good ones. Dave played quite a few of them on the PlayStation, and they're on the Xbox and that, but there's very few and far between. Like, There's an Avengers game coming out at the moment. It's a worldwide an open world version online multiplayer which you know they've got different people playing for but with someone's got a very similar voice and it's been shown and teased and stuff like that but whether that's ever going to hit i don't know so it's, it's very different to do as a crossover but yeah it, if you're passionate about something it doesn't matter what it is you just stick to it don't you i mean like I, you, we said this when we did vhs strikes back recently We've, we did smoking the bandit this our last episode my favorite <laughs> film of all time i'm a massive petrol head i love american muscle cars more than anything my whole rooms are donned with american muscle car stuff you know play grand theft auto every car i got is pretty much a muscle car because i just wanted that <laughs> so it's it, these things you're into in there and different things like that that pique your interest but like it literally and I, th- I think as well the pop culture stuff for me as well is youtube youtube is the best thing ever because i I can start looking at, I, I love Las Vegas. I've, I've, like I say, I'm a jack of all trades, like you said before, my master of none, but I, I love Las Vegas. I watch Las Vegas vlogs every day. I then go on to car shows, then go on to gaming stuff. Then I got, I'm like, since I got a gaming PC, I'm watching how to build gaming PCs, technical stuff. This runs at this, this runs at this, this company does. And it's like, I literally can meander for three hours and I'm like, I'm getting so much knowledge in of different things. <laughs> and then you sound like, you know what you're talking about. It's like, no, I've just watched fucking YouTube, you know, I'll go and do what <laughs> you need to know, but it, it's there. It, it depends how much you want to learn. And I think every day I'm trying to learn something, whether it's to do with a game or fixing something. Like I've just been at my sister's fixing. We've just fixed the front wing of a car um, me and a mate of mine, he's, he's actually a trained mechanic, but um, me and him have fixed it. And I went on YouTube how to do the wing. And that was it, right? I don't need that. And also, I, I use tools every day, so we fixed it. <laughs> and it's like, it's amazing. I able to do it years ago. I just go on YouTube and Google. People think I know stuff about computers or networking and things like that. It's like, no, somebody somewhere has had the same problem with the same model, whether it's a router, a car, a computer, a PlayStation, an Xbox. It's how persistent you want to be to look. And I am go OCD, and so I, I end up having a fountain of knowledge, but I'm not necessarily clever than anybody. It's just... I go down a rabbit hole of having to find out a solution. <laughs> oh yeah, rabbit holes. I mean, that's oh. one of, that's basically one of the reasons I got so far into Star Wars and things was because when I was when I was into Star Wars, like with Star Wars, the weird thing is, is the more content I absorb, the more intense I'm into it. Which sounds sounds like that's almost like an obvious thing, but obviously, a lot of people watch the films and then they gotta go. I don't really see how you can love Star Wars as much as you do from just the films, because even I admit there's a couple of ones that are a bit crap uh, in, in certain ways. I still really appreciate them, but there's very huge flaws. But the more I went, and w- when I started watching the Clone Wars series and then Star Wars Rebels, and then you start looking online and you go, when did Count Dooku become a Sith? Because it says it in the film, but it's like a throwaway line. And then you go down a rabbit hole and you find out there's like a whole Wikipedia page of about 50 scrolls of Dooku's entire life story. And you're like, oh shit. And I had this moment which made me realise how ridiculously in-depth Star Wars is. And that's, this is not even necessarily including Legends or canon and splitting the hairs of that. But I remember years ago, I was on... I I can't remember why. I think I was looking at the cantina music for Star Wars and the New Hope. Anyone listening will know it as. Everyone knows that song. Oh, uh, the old cantina. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and Megan sometimes sings that around the house. Sometimes <laughs> it's quite cool. And um, I remember I looked online, and there's an the every member of the band in the cantina has their own name, and there's a fictional biography 
which is not the whole biography, but there's certain excerpts from this fictional biography of a character that plays an instrument in a background of a scene in a 70s movie for like on screen for like <laughs> one second. And it's got his whole life story. And I remember looking at that and going, this is either the saddest or the coolest thing ever. And I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> but I just, you know what I mean? It's just when you get into that world, when you go down those rabbit holes, you get so wrapped up in it. And it's like, I can't really explain it to people, but it's just, I get such a joy from watching Star Wars movies, absorbing Star Wars content. When I'm doing Star Wars comics and can, I get so excited. I have to speak at a more reasonable pace. Others will be talking like this, and I'll be going, yeah, I don't need a Star Wars. And it's just like, no, I need, <laughs> need to pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> and that's what other people are like. Yeah, I, and I think, so this is, this is why we die off actually mike so you know because you you go through life's journey you learn some stuff but then you formulate your ideas and your opinions and whatever and and then you know it takes a lot from for you to move away from that and you can't ever recreate that that enthusiasm of of youth i'm obviously a fair bit older so i grew up with those star wars toys coming out Mm. and you know from that original trilogy and Everyone would always get me for for birthdays, Christmases, what have you, would get me a Star Wars figure or something, you know, Mm. if if they're a bit more flash, you know, maybe a little speeder or something like that. (laughs) And it amazed me that you could get these Star Wars figures for this obscure character that you saw, you know, for like three seconds (laughs) in the movie and they had their own name. They were identified as someone not just like some background artist who you don't give a shit about. <laughs> so that was my first indication that like, wow, this is this is much bigger than what I'm actually seeing on the screen. Mm. And that's why I sort of started to formulate this opinion. And, and at the, the time, you know, I would say sort of before 12, you know, so about 50 years ago now. No, not quite that long ago. <laughs> uh, it feels it. But um. You know, I I thought that I knew so much about Star Wars, but it's moved on. (laughs) It's moved on a lot since then. And uh, that's the stuff that I'm not aware of. And that's that's why I can listen to your podcast with a a real enthusiasm, because I just there's only so many hours in the day. I can't keep up with all the various comics. So to have all that condensed down into a, a a bite-sized thing that I can listen to while I'm cooking or what have you, or driving. Um, not doing so much of that these days, but you know, it, it's absolutely brilliant where I can actually learn a bit about this universe, this wider universe, without getting hung up on how crap the latest sequels were. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things as well with um, with the podcast as well. Uh, one thing that I... It, it happened with both podcasts. It was like a, an unexpected um, symptom in a sense, like a good symptom. Is with Genuine Chit Chat, what I found was it, it gave me better conversational skills outside of podcasting because where in the early days of the podcast, if you listen to the ones where, especially when I was talking with some of my mates, I half the time don't let them get a word in almost because I'm so excited to you know talk to them about whatever and I spoke to one of my mates I think it was Reese actually and I said to him I was like what percentage when we have normal conversations what percentage do you do I normally speak and what percentage do you and he was like I don't know you're probably about 70% of the time I'm probably 30 and I was like are you serious? I was like, what the? I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, why are you apologizing? He's like, I'm an introvert. I, I like the fact that you talk, you talk a lot. I like the fact that you can keep the conversation going. I don't have to worry about it as much. And I asked a few of my different friends these sort of things, and pretty much all of it was you talk at least sixty percent of the time. Uh, and I would apologize to people, and they're like, no, 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 that's that's fine. That's what we like about you, and whatever. But then in the podcasting realm, and for people who aren't you know, good friends of mine, that isn't a good ratio. I can't meet someone new and talk at them 80% of the time. That's just ridiculous. So doing the podcast, and obviously, especially because I edit them and stuff and do everything myself, there's been earlier podcasts where I listen to it and I can hear myself not letting the other person talk. And I'm like, oh, you fucking dick. They're so much more interesting than you are. And you've just, because you want to fast your own opinion so much, you haven't let them fully express themselves as much. And so I found that because of the podcast, I've been able to look intro, like introspectively about my own conversational skills. And that, in a weird way, has really helped my life outside of podcasting. And to link to the Star Wars thing, because of Star Wars comics and canon, I've now, I listed all 
every single canon, canon Star Wars comic. I found them all online. And I listed them and worked out which ones I had and didn't have. And now I think I'm basically three paydays away, because I order like 50-ish quids worth of Star Wars comics each payday. Three paydays, and I'll have every single canon Star Wars comic. And wow. I, I wouldn't necessarily have done that. There's, there's not as many as you think. There are a lot. <laughs> but there's not there's not quite as many as you may be imagining. But I wouldn't have necessarily delved into certain comics had I not had the show. Like, there's there's a couple of comics I bought because I'm like, oh, well, this character's in this one, and they connect to that, to that. And me having to research these things has actually allowed me to get more into it to then... I sound like I'm more into it again. It's like a positive feedback loop where I... Yeah. And it's amazing. I, I love it, and that's what podcasting's done. And but I don't know if you guys have found something similar with Comics Emotion, VHS Strikes Back, Reality Cast, Chat Footy. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to go on forever. But have you guys found something similar or...? A hundred percent. I mean, especially, again, we'll talk about the comics one because that was where, you know, we really cut our teeth and then the other projects have been more experimentation. Mm. But I found, because you, you kind of know what you know and you, you're generally comfortable and unless you're studying for something, you won't go into any more detail. Mm. Whereas, you know, when we started stepping through different movies and and we probably do probably about 80% movies, 20% TV shows, you don't just want to talk through the plot a hundred percent. So you go and you do that extra research and it's like, well, it does throw up things that you kind of, uh, you didn't know before. And you're like, that's genuinely interesting. I'm glad I know that now that I know it, you know, and you can talk about it and you can drop it into a conversation. So it does force you to learn a bit more about, you know, whatever it is you're doing. Um, you know, and, and because I think in Chris and I's case, we, we don't, compare notes before we talk mm. we basically say right we're going to review this we'll record you know at this time and then we go off and do our independent research and sometimes you know it's like oh yeah i knew that one and but other times you know we'll find things out completely differently so it, it, it's when it sounds like a genuine surprise on the on the show it usually is and so no it's been absolutely brilliant but just before i hand back to you what I would say is I think I found the same thing as, as you did. And I think it's less so with the recording aspect of podcasting, but it's more the editing. Mm-hmm. When you hear yourself back speaking, some things jar with you. You know, when you're going, uh, and yes, uh, and it's a very oh, natural yeah. thing to do. And that's the end of part one. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Part two will be out next week at the usual time. The conversation about podcasty stuff sort of continues. We speak about podcast production and editing a fair amount, including a major mess up that I did. Funnily enough, about the episode I did with the guys from the In the Black podcast that I mentioned in the intro and whose promo played. And I go into detail of the mess up. Everything's all fine with that episode and stuff now, but it's just quite a funny thing Uh, and then we also speak about reality tv including chris and dave's reality cast and podcast audiences and listeners youtube's involvement with podcasting and a few other things like that so make sure you check out next week's episode too Coming up, I've got an episode recorded with Emily and Paul of the Parent Guide to GCSE podcast. Uh, Basically, their name of the podcast and their company says it all. It's parents speaking about how they can help their kids uh, with going through their GCSEs. Anyone who's in England will know the GCSEs are basically the main qualification kids get in secondary school, which is when they're 15, 16 years old. So they speak about that and we had a great chat that won't be out for a few more weeks i don't believe because i'm trying to aim it nearer sort of august time as well uh but it, it, due to scheduling and things it may come out earlier than that but i'm going to see what i can do about that so we've got that one it's in the bag recorded already it was me and megan speaking to them because they used to be teachers and obviously megan is a teacher so that's a really cool informative chat in that regard i've also got a podcast due for recording in a couple of weeks with the well a band which are really heavy uh i can't give too much detail about that because i don't like to say unless i'm absolutely adamant it's going to go ahead i think it should go ahead but obviously i don't want to jinx it and i've got max of mandatory marvel and dc that's been mentioned in this chat 
I'm going on his show in a week or two as well to talk about Batman the Killing Joke. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That can be found on the Comics Emotion feed as well as the uh, Indie Comics Spotlight and also my other show, Star Wars Comics in Canon. And in the coming weeks, I've got Janine Mercer planned to come on again because she's always great to talk to. And just a few other things like that. So still stuff in the pipeline, still stuff that I've got planned and whatnot as lockdown is starting to ease a little bit in the UK. Fingers crossed we don't get a second wave and then I can do some of the other podcasts I was intending on doing in person. As I said in the intro, make sure you check out the In The Black podcast and things. And the last thing I'll say before we sort of wrap up is what I do at the end of these quite a lot and just say about Star Wars comics and canon. If you haven't already checked it out, it is on the Comics in Motion podcast. If you like Star Wars at all, I'd really recommend checking it out. If you're a big Star Wars fan like I am and you're a veteran, you've read loads of comics and books and read all, and seen all the series and that sort of stuff, then you'll find some stuff that is really interesting. I connect some dots and things. I talk about sort of references from one comic to another as well as some of my favourite points of the comics sometimes that I recommend as well as a sort of bullet pointed narrative of the comics that I read whether it's a one shot a mini series or a full length series I'll go through quite a few things uh, recently there was one about Obi-Wan and Anakin who almost left the Jedi Order three years after Phantom Menace there's another one which was with Han Solo and his time as an Imperial Cadet there's lots of different ones I've done which are about a variety of things and I think the most recent one was about the Fallen Order prequel comic so if you really like the game Jedi Fallen Order check out that episode because it talks about Sia Junda and Enor Cordova before the events of Fallen Order so that's a lot of fun there make sure you check that out if you whether or not you're a huge Star Wars fan or if you've only seen the movies it's a good doorway to get into the wider Star Wars canon without having to read every single comic and every single book and all these things because it's kind of like a guide to that so really appreciate anyone who checks that out I know a few of you guys have been so that's really great really appreciate all of you guys listening right to the end of the show and yeah I, I think I'll talk to you next week so yeah speak to you then